The pearls of the mind are valuable and must be seriously safeguarded from the careless and the unconcerned. But to those who value truths explored, come, think with me. Nine charges were brought against each one of them, and and uh, the shooter got his full nine, and uh, the shooter's dad got a got a nice charge charges six, I think, and then the guy with the video who act like he wasn't a part of it all, he got uh, five charges. Now here's the point: they got it the hard way. We got the, we got it the hard way, and, and it's interesting because. Now, the preachers are saying, and I, and I listened to them carefully, I was like, wow, that we pressed and we pressed. And we, we, we stayed in there and we kept going and, and then God gave us justice. We prayed and justice came down like what? You know, it was that kind of thing. It was that old Joshua around the wall thing. Um, and and I'm, not, I'm not making light of that. I'm, not, I'm a preacher. I'm not making light of that. I'm simply saying it's an anachronism. To me, it's just, I just think we need to rethink this whole thing and, and then look, look carefully at this because what they're declaring is justice, but it's just due process of law. Uh, I mean, it's pretty obvious from, from the uh, evidence and from the video that, that there was some criminal behavior at work, you know. Um, and, and the real astonishing thing about the very case in, in, in Brunswick, Georgia, was that the really crazy thing was that uh, law officials were ignoring it. <laughs> they, were, they were not going to do anything. Okay, that's the beginning of the breach of justice right there. So now if God has given you justice, what is that? If God has given you justice, why did it take some, well, some say 72, some say 84 days before any kind of uh, attention was even brought, before they were even arrested? You know, uh, we got this, and then this video leaks out. So they had it, and it leaked out. Where's the justice in that? Okay, and my goodness, three prosecutors, and all, all of which were com com involved in such a craziness around bringing these cases uh, to, to, to court. Oh my goodness, where's the justice in that? You know, it's, it's, it's interesting, but justice is more about like crimes being treated alike, you know, when we start thinking about justice. Um, that, that we got due process. Justice is a deeper matter. And it's, it is, it's, it's, it's sorrowful that, that the vision of preachers who are trying so hard and so desperately with all their hearts to, to be a part of the strengthening of, of a weak and anemic society. 
trying to strengthen and trying to deal with the issues of racism and, and lawlessness and the ideas that are before us that we we're challenged by and, and yet we enter into the program and our hands are not clean. We enter into the program with agendas and we're saying they're not there and they're there. We're making, we're making the battle black and white. When our church, what we're about is neither black nor white. It's disturbing. We won't let the church be the church. We want to make the church the champion of social justice. But that's the cross. If we would preach Christ and live Christ, we could see the, the aftermath of Calvary at work in human society. That's the promise of the gospel. But we're not there. We're not looking at that. Martin King reminds us that the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. <laughs> this argument that change takes time, but it does eventually happen. On the heels of faith, it does. And you can't legislate morality, folks. <laughs> the justice we seek is at the table, one with the other. It's not going to fall down from heaven. You cannot surround the place of injustice and pop off the prayer that breaks the yoke and here comes justice flowing down. Anachronic. This is not Joshua in the Battle of Jericho. This, my friend, is love and the aftermath of Calvary. Can the church be the church in the midst of a churchless consciousness? Well, the value of a human life is not worth much now. Truth? <clears throat> Truth be damned. If I can get you to believe what I believe and get you to think what I think, that's better than the truth. Honesty? It depends. What's the situation? Who's listening? How much honesty? And the church must stand as straight as the cross stood can we do that? We're proving that we can't. We, we're, we're more politicians than we are preachers now. Reverend doctors. <laughs> and even the Reverend doctor is not as legitimate as we would like to claim. I won't go there. Politics. It's not the answer. It might be a part of the, a part of the solution, but it's certainly not the answer. And the strategy of human, human interaction, the strategy of community, has to have within it the formula of love. So that when we resist, it's in love. We cannot use our symbols and our pulpit and, 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 and use them as weapons to fight people, to frighten people, to, to force people to think that we have some connection that we don't have because we're not connected to each other. You know what I'm saying? Listen to me carefully. You know, we can, we can rally behind nice slogans. 
Now, we can say things like black lives matter. It's not a statement about black people, but it's a manifestation of, of the, the black culture because we are, we, are, we are targeted so. But what about the dude over there who is treated just as badly, if not worse, and nobody showed up to say his life mattered, but we claim that's what Black Lives Matters is all about. You got to do this thing with clean hands now. And let's not, let's not forget, everybody said the young man that was being confronted had his hands up, you know, had his hands up, but nobody testified to that at the court. And the people who witnessed it, nobody walked into the courtroom and got on the witness stand and said that he had his hands up. Come on now. Clean hands. King said that um, in a sermon he preached. The birth of a new nation. He talked about that. That if we're going to do nonviolent resistance, then nonviolent resistance must embrace clean hands. We can't be clever. Utilizing Christian symbols and Christian language and the, and the church polity to fight civil matters. We have to have faith that transcends just our church consciousness, but it's much follow us onto our jobs and into our lives so that the brotherhood of men becomes our goal and not defeating white folks for power and control. Mm. And then we have to deal with the civil rights of other people as we fight for what we think is our own basis for civil rights resistance, civil rights advocacy. Listen to me carefully. Do it with clean hands. Hmm. So, you circled the courthouse and you prayed to God for justice. And you say, you got justice. I say, and I'll say it again, God's not going to give you justice. We as a believing body got to give him the demonstration of justice. He gave us Christ. Can you reason with that? Hmm. I told you preachers to go home. And you went home. But you're claiming a victory that has not yet been decided. And the day of the Lord awaits us all. Stand tall, preachers. Let's see you do brotherhood as well as you do protest. Because we already know you can pray. And we already know your hallelujahs are very loud. But what about the life that undergirds the hallelujah? What about the life that undergirds the prayer? What about the brother down the street that needs you too? And he's not black. But he is disadvantaged. And wounded. And his life matters too. Hmm. Three 
let's do it easier. Let's do it with martyrdom and truth. God's way. Think with me. Our time has passed and gone, but the journey moves on forward and upward towards him. Until we meet again, consider the joy of this part of the journey.